Welcome to Empowered. I'm Philip. I'm Nick. And I'm Zane, and today we are talking about Orgamech manipulation. That's not organic manipulation. It's organic mechanical manipulation. Mm. Oh, like Mechazilla. The the intersection. So if it is a biomechanical microtechnology, you can control it. We're talking nanites here. Okay. So not Robocop? Like Bionic Man? It's more bionic man, but if instead, if the if the machine part wasn't a leg, if it was like little robots that made up the body or floated okay. in the blood or something. Okay, but do they they have to have like a life essence of their own? Do they have to be like self sustaining for this to be true? Like, what gives what gives the robot the bio part that makes it? Because otherwise, we're just getting smaller and smaller robots, then using them for biological reasons. I, I guess, I guess, I guess, what you are controlling is the intersection of the organic and uh, uh, synthetic worlds. Well, then, okay, so just the, the inter- way that those two things interact. But gotcha. by that logic, RoboCop would still work, even though it's not a small thing. It's just like you know, a I'm $6 looking at the judges. Man. Okay, we we have a temporary injunction to allow RoboCop for right. the purposes of this episode. So, what about like the Terminator then? Yeah, that was my next question. Terminator is just a robot who loves people. No, but there's organic matter around him. I'll admit it. I have not seen Terminator. Okay, oh that's fine. Goodness. No, I mean, I I think I've only seen Terminator 2. Um, the second one. I think that's the Terminator 2 came second. Is that true? Yes. Phil? Okay. Yes. I'm looking at the judges. Uh, we're allowing that, yeah. Because Star Wars exists, you can never be quite sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a dicey situation. <laughs> so, so the Terminator has human parts, you're telling me? Yeah, that's because organic matter is the only thing that can. The whole thing's silly. You can't bring a weapon back in time. Basically, they can't, you can't bring anything that isn't organic back in time. But right. if you cover a robot in organic material, in other words, skin, you can cloak it, then you can then you can put it through the machine. And I'm thinking, great. At that point, fuse a knife into you. Yeah, right. I mean, or like, only the skin comes back, and you're just a pile of skin oh. on the ground, just a a skin suit. So, so in terms of the power, um, I guess then you could access the interface between the skin and the and the metal man and make it fall off, perhaps, or give him a zit, uh, or, or you know something to that effect. So it, if, it has to involve the interaction. If you had some sort of like cancer-fighting nanobots in your blood, um, uh, I could turn them against you. Yeah, you could have them target a different kind of cell. Okay, uh, but only while they are surrounded by organic material like if if i ever convinced them to leave your body which would be very painful i'm sure uh at that point i'd lose control over them um yeah i think i think so i think they splash to the ground the guy picks it up and like drags it back into his body and is like ha you say you say yeah, it just, as just wash though, it off all right like, like you have a mechanical part I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of text on this page, and I don't know how much of it actually relates to what we're talking about. <laughs> so how much of this is, like, has this ever been implemented in in superheroism? Or, or in, so th- in... this is useful because the, the wiki has uh, known users and examples. Okay. So uh, I don't know how into comic books you are, but there was a time when Lex Luthor and Brainiac fused into one being okay. because uh, Brainiac has the high processing power, but Lex Luthor is like creative and, and has that human learning capability. The classic Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak thing. Right. Uh, Steve Wozniak was some sort of cyborg sent from the future to kill Steve Jobs, but they became friends. Uh, <laughs> That's a very I, I likely the... actually story about how Apple formed that makes them. Yeah, makes, he was betrayed by the humans all along. That's why the sense. robots hate us now. Yeah. yeah. Siri is out to get me. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, okay, so, so... So go ahead. You, Phil, you go ahead. Well, I, I, th- no, I, I was going to just ask if um, Crank... The Crank movies would have anything to do with this, but... Well, well that's mean, all bio, isn't it? Yeah, that's just, just adrenaline, adrenaline, right? Yeah, his heart would fail if he didn't have a certain level of adrenaline. No, but I thought he had a thing in the second one where it, like... Oh, there's a second Crank? Oh, like a pace mark? Oh, when it <laughs> oh uh, two? First crank one two? Went, yeah. Crank right two, was... electric crank galoo. Yeah. Or, uh, the no electric joke, crank shaft. it's what it should have been called because he has to keep electrocuting himself. That's amazing. <laughs> it should have been called the electric crank galoo, but... They, could, they should have called it uh, speed two. It's speed, <laughs> but a guy instead of a, a bus. Am- amphetamines two. That's what those movies are. Ooh, Amphetaman. Amphetaman, ooh. That's the, I mean, that just sounds like somebody who, like... How did how'd you get your powder? I took too much ADD medication, and now I'm Amphetaman. <laughs> yeah, so if instead of uh, uh, whoever that guy was in Crank, uh, if it was a metal man, if it was a robot injecting adrenaline into himself. No, but in the second one, he they, they remove his heart, and they uh-huh. put in an artificial one. They put oh. in a robo-heart. That has, like, yeah, it's, it's like a pacemaker on steroids, but, like, mm. it, it runs out of batteries really quickly, and every, like, 20 minutes he's got to electrocute himself to yeah yeah charge so so in that case it's like um you you could connect it to your circulatory system in an advanced way so that the blood the energy of the blood powers the artificial heart you could you could cyborg yourself up with all kinds of tech you know jam a toaster in there okay like so into your chest not only does this give you the ability to like all right, I, I was thinking of like somebody who had a pre-existing cyborgness that you could then hack, but like this allows you to interface with any piece of technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is like Elon Musk's like Neuronet thing. Yeah, you, and I imagine you know you want to be careful because it's not a permanent attachment to the tech, but like I imagine once you have bodily interfaced with a piece of technology, it will be physically painful to remove. Like, I'm at, like think of how stressed out you are if your phone is like, you know, oh, I left that at my friend's house. Oh, so like you have an emotional t- attachment to it. I was thinking like, oh, once you've bonded your thigh with a toaster, ripping it off would be like just like pulling a shard of metal out of your skin physically painful. It's, it's almost like withdrawal, I would think. I guess I guess if you're getting dopamine from your connection to it, then yeah. Well, I'm getting amphetamines from my connection to it. I don't know how your toaster is set up. <laughs> uh, it's it's <laughs> definitely shocking. I just get toast. Phil, come on, modernize. But I put cinnamon and sugar on it. Is that special? Uh, no, I it's mean, avocado is what you're supposed to put on toast now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. No. Crank I, three, avocados. I'm born right on the cusp between being a millennial and Gen X, so I'm allowed to do whatever I want with my toast. I mean, everybody everybody is literally allowed to do whatever they want with their toast, but if you're going to post no, it millennials on... millennials have to put... Only if you're going to put it on Instagram. What you do in <laughs> private yeah. is is your business, but if <laughs> you're going to Instagram... Whatever a man it, wants to do with his toaster in the privacy of his own home is right. nobody's business but our technical overlords. And exactly. his doctor after he has to graft skin back on his wang. But yeah, well, oh, you went, you immediately went to sexual gratification with a toaster. I was just thinking about putting some sort of interesting what? marmalades, jellies, jams, and preserves. And marmite. Mm. Yeah. Marmite? 
Yeah. Oh man, if you could attach a, a food processing unit to directly to your stomach so that the food just goes right on in, <laughs> you don't have to bother with eating ever again. But no, but we didn't bother like a, with a eating. Harmonica to your mouth. I have the exact opposite. Like I wish that I could like enjoy the eating process without actually consuming it. Like mm. still get to taste things and 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 enjoy like the the eating process, but then have it bypass all my my chemistry so that I don't get fat and have the sludge like shoot out of your gut with a cannon that you've inserted oh like the blue man group where they do that banana thing (laughs) i'm sorry what's (laughs) happening with the blue man group (laughs) have you ever seen the blue man group live uh unfortunately not so they do this thing where um you know they they eat uh i forget exactly what happens but they end up having the sludge come out of their their digestive system after they eat stuff and can't wait to see the show in the (laughs) in the real in the real world it's just pureed banana so they bring somebody up on stage and like they're eating stuff and the sludge is coming out of them and they put it on a spoon and they offer it to them to eat and the person at that point can smell it and knows that it's banana so oftentimes Mm -hmm. the person will will go ahead and and eat it and the audience goes wild and um why would you ever eat anything that anyone else has prepared you don't know like what the conditions on were under which you they've been prepared Maybe but this you, is like post-pandemic. You, you can assume hmm. you you can assume that if you go up onto a nationally recognized stage show, then if somebody hands you a spoonful of something, they're not going to hand you a spoonful of poison. Like maybe I'm paranoid, but I'm not ever going to assume. You're that. absolutely I'm paranoid. Cross my no fingers. No. <laughs> like if if I went on to if I went to a Penn and Teller show and they pointed a gun at my head and pulled the trigger, there would be no no doubt in my mind that I was absolutely safe during that process. Penn and Teller, yes, mm. because I know no no no, but uh, they've gone on record as saying we never want to put anybody in danger including ourselves because that would be not fair to the audience. Them I would trust. So you think what that because we... because the Blue Man group never went on record saying they're not going to de- injure their audience that there's a chance that they might? I've never heard them say anything. That's true. I can't trust that. <laughs> Honestly, Penn and Teller is—it's fifty-fifty with them. <laughs> 